Good morning, Rabbi Yisai. Today, I'm very excited. I got a serious show and tell coming up, but it's all the way at the end of this year. So if you can't make it to like 8 o'clock-ish, I, I, today you have to do a yaitzim and a klal and stick around. Uh, it's gonna be ve- it's 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 gonna put the line away. You're gonna say, "I where were you during the show and tell? What part are you?" Okay. Hello, Rebelli. I wanted to give you nachas. I've been doing the da for 215 days, and a few weeks ago, the first person I got to do your daft has reached 100. Took him 115 days to get a guy, but he got a guy, and he reached 100. Unbelievable. Mazel tov to Avram Reisman, grandson of Rabbi Reisman. He's been my best friend since we were two. And he would love a shout out. By the way, I'm 14. And I listen to Yeshurim every night. And live in Edison, New Jersey with love and much akaris atoiv, Shmuel Jaffe. Dear Rebelli Shlita, Edmar, MDY. Attaches a picture of myself and Rivmati Grunberg, aka OU user at the recent OU Cashers Conference in Terrytown, New York with the best wishes of Kenya Atzlacha, Zarach Spiro Paseg, New Jersey. We're not doing a lot of emails today because we got to jump into this and we got to get to this uh, show and tell. Dear Rebelli, thank you very much for your fun, entertaining, and informative. Shurim Baruch I don't have any sob stories to share like not learning for the past 30 years because I'm just 25 or have never made a seam in my life, etc. I do want to share with you that thanks to you being busy with Molandi and others learning on the plane, I recently watched seven Shurim on my long flight home. Sorry, no pics. Last day I lived close to Target store. I can get you your deodorant and stuff. <laughs> I'll be visiting Eretz Yisrael in two weeks. Best wishes, your Talmud of Rumi. Nah, I didn't need deodorant. That I could get on Amazon, uh, whatever. I want to go to Target. There's a, there's a certain schmack walking through the aisles. Uh, this is from Mordechai Zepaznik. And he says that there was a little bit of a mistake. And he's right, I believe. That it says there was a Kayan, I see in Mephorish, there's a Kayan married to a woman. And then it says she's a Bas Yisrael. The daughter is a Bas Kayan, and that's why the Kayan Gadol, the little kid, ruins it for her because she really is the daughter of a Kayan. She could be eating truma, but because she has a descendant, a Kayan Gadol, or could be a Kayan Gadol, that little guy ruins it for her, whereas the Mamzer helps her. Today is the 31st day of the Oimer. Uh, the Kailal is sponsored. Now, I got a text. I, I didn't back it up, but this person that sponsored, Oh, that's on the bottom. That's what it is. Okay, we'll get there. So remember this. The guy is sponsoring L'schus Shiduchim. Anonymous. So, I thought that was over. No? By the way, I kept my word. I donated to Rip Sruli. I did. He has proof. Very nice. How much? 360. But they, they, uh, they send a beautiful email back for supporting Torah and increasing our business in the world. Very nice. What? It's on my phone. All right. I don't think he reads it. No, he doesn't. He just, he just says, kind of stuff. 
I said in honor of Rabbi Shrili. Yisrael, help her in. Devar Dora help her in 60 years as a Mechaneches in New Haven, Connecticut. Yishkoyach Rabbi Yisrael. Where is he? Ah. Mordechai Sepazdin, Zechin Ishmael's great-grandfather, Rabbi Yitzchok Blumenreich. Rabbi Yitzchok ben Rabbi Yisrael, Gershon, Zechit Zadok, Gebrochem, he's in Shoma, having Aliyah. By Simi Mandelbaum, Rabbi Yisrael, listen to this one. In appreciation to the anonymous uncle in honor of the engagement of his niece. And that's the uncle who sponsors the Koylel L'schushiduchim. Maybe one has to do with the other. By Sruli Bornstein. In honor of Chaim Neger of Lakewood, a class hack. Maza. Came in last night. Are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) The truth is, we could also do one and then put it in and say, you know, okay, Sruli Bornstein. Yishkoyach of Sruli Bornstein. I don't know who you are. Uh, No, but this is spelled differently. Bornstein, B-O-R-N-S-T-I-N. In honor of Chaim Neger of Lakewood, New Jersey. Lakewood, New Jersey, class act. Okay, Rabbi, say here we go. Some people complained that we're going too fast yesterday. I thought it was such an easy sugi, we'd go quick. We're going to go faster today. We are holding on the bottom of Ayin Omid Bey's Vi'ibayisema. In the middle of a sugya. Obviously, everybody remembers what we were talking about yesterday. So we'll just continue from the middle of the turrets. We had like this. As you can see on the screen, it's kind of small because I went to a different format. I don't like this format. Oh, what? Shh. Ah, I didn't tell you. You set it up for me, so how would I tell you? Didn't I know, but you set it up for me. Okay, so uh, there's a different type of... Oh, you got to move it that way. I got it. Okay. It'll be a little messed up today. Givaldi. You know what? Uh, nothing Yosef can't fix in post-edit. So it says like this. There, there, we have two limudim in blue. We have a Gzereshava, Toishav, and Sakhir that teach us that somebody who's an oral, who has, who has, uh, by the way, we have to say a Mazel Tov to Reb Shimon Soloway, his daughter got engaged, so big Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. We have a Gzereshava, Toishav, and Sakhir, and that teaches us in red that an oral doesn't eat Truma. We learn from Pesach to Truma. Uh, yeah. What about boy? Boy comes to be matter the kid. If the kid is an RL. By Pesach, if the kid is an RL, then the father can't eat a carbon Pesach. But by Truma, it's different. We have a special Yitur boy. Ask the Gemara. If you look at the chart, we do that wondrous stuff. Maybe it's Fakert. Maybe B'nai R.L. goes for the Xerish Shavar. So again, think about it. Logically, that's what Rav is going to answer. Maybe your, your, your son is Osir and your mother. If anything, you, the closer one, should be Osir and the son not. Okay. So the Gemara said, the reason why we learn it the original way, that we Osir R.L. and Mater B'nai R.L., but not Osir B'nai R.L. and Mater R.L., is because it's two against one. Aral has two, two chumras and Benoy Aral only has one chumra. If you don't do a brismila on yourself, you have karas and it's in your own body. 
you could have another son, you could buy another slave, even if when you perform meal on yourself, that's it, it's a one-time thing and that's it. We'll see later, the certain, certain time, in the time of the Midbar, maybe there's another time, you had to do two milas, but in general, one time and you're done. But if you have another son, you have again, another son, another Evid. Says the Gemara, Nefishin, two against one wins. Vibayisem, here we're holding. Fire lines from the bottom. Beloy Hanach Nefishin, without this idea, this concept of more two against one, not only Motsasamis, you can't say that your son is usher to eat Ruma if he doesn't have a brismila, but you could eat Ruma if you don't have a brismila. That makes no sense. Why? It doesn't, it doesn't hurt you. But somebody else's Arla is going to hurt you? Makes no sense. Hashanah is boy with Now that you're telling me that the word boy, in him, it's an exclusion. Boy, only over here. Boy, we have another Pasuk. Why do I need the boy by the other Pasuk? Says Gemara, top of Ayin Aleph, boy. Hamoras das poiselas. By carbon Pesach, when a person goes off the derech, he doesn't believe in a Baruch Hu, he's not allowed to eat from the carbon Pesach. Imagine, you're sitting at the, the, the Pesach say that you have unaffiliated people that are atheists, whatever. You're not allowed to give them carbon Pesach. We have to remember this. But when it comes to Meiser Shani, going off the derech doesn't hurt. And how do we know this? From the word boy. Rabbi Sai, look what we're up to. Ayin Aleph, 70 daf into Yevomis. Everybody should pat themselves on the shoulder. It's an amazing accomplishment. Bemis. Why do you need a boy? Boy, this guy, boy, if he goes off the derech, he can't eat. He can't eat mice. Carbon Pesach, sorry. He'll still participate in the Seder. He'll eat matzu maror. Shapsei Kohen from Beitar sent me an amazing story. Love this thing. Listen, you guys, you're going to love it. Reb Chaim Kanevsky walks into, visits a Rebbe on Chalamayid, Sukkis, and he sees the Rebbe has matzah on his table. She so says, my high. She so says, we, we are makbed on all the havaminas of the Gemara. So there's a havamina in the Gemara in Sukkah, tesvav, tesvav, that we should compare Sukkah to Pesach. Whatever halachas you have on Pesach, you have in Sukkah. So says Rav Chaim Kanievsky, and he says, it's a maizashaya. He says, well, there's a Gemara that says that maybe you have to do bris on your ear. How do you know not? So that's a havamina. So according to that havamina, you're an oral. Oral is also timata. So, Mela, Gemara, Yivam, Estaf, Ayin, Aleph, Aral, Kenny, Matzah, Mardik. Okay. Very good. Aral on the heart. Call Aral, Yechum, Elam, Ali. Matzah, Mar. Vitzrich, Lemichtav, Aral. Vitzrich, Lemichtav, Kol, Ben, Echar. I need this positive to tell me. Aral and Be'nayichar, the Kasev Rachmana Aral, Meshum Demayis. If a person has an Arla, it's disgusting, it's despised. Ava Be'nayichar, a guy who, a guy that's off the derech, the loy Mayis, same loy. The Kasev Rachmana Kol Be'nayichar, Meshum De'in Lilu Le'Shamayim. Okay, he has a problem in his heart and his Ashkafa. Ava Lara, the Lilu Le'Shamayim. But what's wrong? A guy, his brothers, let's say, didn't have a, br- they died from the bris, so he doesn't have a bris, but he's a bigger Shamayim. He does everything properly. So he has a shtikl arla, it's a shtikl mal, it's a big deal. I'm a lie. Now, it says in the Pasuk, the word mimenu. So if we're going to say that the word bai 
is an exclusion. This boy, so me men knew, is also an exclusion. Here, look at this pasuk for a second. Al toichlu me menu, no. And then it says in pasuk yud loisisir me menu at the boy kivan loisim me menu. So according to your logic, that boy is an exclusion. So me menu from it, and only this should also be an exclusion. This three mimenos, we're going to get there in three days, and I endow it, it's going to tell us what we learned from it. So now we're going back to what we learned yesterday, so everybody knows it because it was easy, and we're going to go through this pretty quickly. We had from Truma to Pesach, and we learned from Pesach to Truma that a guy that doesn't have a bris milah, he cannot eat. Truma, Rabbi Kiva says, you don't need a Gzera Ish Ish. Here we go. Ish Ish, Mizera Aroin. It's mamish tiny. I don't know what to do. We got to go back to the other format, no? Why are we doing this? I can No, but for me to read it off the screen, for everybody on the screen, it's tiny. They want me to go portrait, not landscape. I don't know why. We got to talk about it after. <laughs> So he has an extra word, it says Rabbi Kiva, look, it says ish, you say it once. Ish mizera aron butzerua. Why does it say ish ish? So the extra ish, the rabbis is the arl, to say that an arl is usher to eat truma. Ve'emel the rabbis is oinen, maybe comes to exclude a person who lost one of the seven relatives, and we said oinen could eat truma. We have a pasuk that's marba oinen and says that oinen could eat truma. Aim of who told you maybe the chalzar is coming to say that someone has a arla could eat truma. Hachsiv ishish. Well, we have a problem. On the one hand, it says the chalzar. On the other hand, we have ishish. Umar Ah, once we're doing it here on the screen, you see we have ishish to say, says that a arl is aser, and we have the chalzar to tell us that oinen is mutter. Oh, maybe it's. Reverse, maybe ish ish is the oinen. And the oilum is getting used to it already. I didn't hear any oohs, ahs. Wow. It makes more sense to say that an RL is aser in Truma rather than to say that an oinen is aser in Truma. Chicane, we had this yesterday. Masim, Krusim, Bidvar, Hoeved. Four things. That was mechusa ma'isa ma'isa begufo. You see in the chart four things in red. There's a ma'isa that you have to take it, that takes place on the body of a human being. The mila varnish cards, and if you don't do it, you have your chayiv cards. Biyeshli lefnei dibor, and it existed by the time of Ramavino before Matan Torah. Umila zchor va'avod of ma'keves, and that's an amazing halacha that if your own son doesn't have a bris mila, you cannot eat from carbon pesach. So you see, it's a much more chomer thing. It's a very chamor mitzvah, and therefore now you can go back to the chart. Since it's so chamor, therefore we say a RL cannot eat from this chamor thing. It's ma'akiv on other people, it's kares, all these things. So it makes sense that somebody that doesn't have brismila should not be eating from it. Adar Ainan also has three chumras. Aninus have a little Aninus can happen at any given time, unfortunately. Somebody can have any one of his relatives die at any given moment. And also women are and And let's say somebody dies, he can't do anything about it. Whereas a bris milah, he takes a knife and he does the milah. 
Says the Gemara, it's four. If you see, I added one, two, three, four versus the three in blue. So the Chumrah of, of Arla, of Bris, is more of a Chumrah than the Chumrah of Aynan. And therefore it wins out. And you say that somebody has an Arla, should not be eating a carbon Pesach at all. Rav Omar, I don't have to, same kind of thing that he said before, but for a different Svara. You don't have to come on to what? Uh, truma, correct. Rav Omar, Forget about four against three. Oh my crow, ish ish. What does a man have? A woman doesn't have bris. Now the Rabbi Kiva learns from the word ish. Everybody else, Rabbi Leazar learns from Toshiva Sacher Xerishov. It says Toshiva Sacher twice. And we said yesterday, the two words are extra with Mamish Mufna. It's a, it's a very strong Xerishov because we have extra words that we have nothing to do with it. And we had two extra words. We gave, we gave Truma one and we took one for Pesach. And now it's a solid Xerishov. Rabbi Kiva comes along and says, I don't need this Xerishov. That's too strong. I have ish, extra word. But Rabbi Kiva doesn't need Xer Shava. What is he going to do with the two extra words? Touch of a sacher. A guy that has a mila. So the Torah says, Somebody that has an arla shouldn't eat. But uh, Muslims, they don't have arla. So could they eat? You invite, you invite somebody that has a, a guy that has a mila. Like um, all the, uh, the uh, what do you call them? The English aristocrats, they always used to have Mila from even Yidin. What? The royal family, Narayim. Or, Toma, what's your brother's name again? Uh, Gadi. The famous what? The Lords? Yeah, thank you. So, okay. You have such a concept of Goyim wanting to have Adi Mazet. They go to Gadi, he's famous in America. They call up, I want a Yiddish Mila. You know, do a Mila, even La Halacha. Not considered a Mila. Today, I mean, the, the, the Halacha by then, the Halacha, the, the rule by them is to have a Mila like nine, nine to 15. And it's a very, very serious thing. They got to tie these guys up sometimes. They, 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 it's out of control. Try to take a kid and do that to him. So now they started, they became a shtika more modern and they do it, you know, when they're babies. But, that was the minog then. So, so do we have a, we have a, what? Yeah, that's, that, that was Ishmael, but they do it, they have, it's in between, nine, 9 to 15. Says the Gemara, so Mela, I have a limud from Toshva Sacher, that even if you have a guy that has a Mela, he should not eat. Says the Gemara, but why do you consider the Bechlal Mela? So what if he has a mila? But it's not mila. Vani mulem ninu. Lahalach, it's not considered a mila. But nan, koinim shani nenelareilim. If a person says, amudahana, from anybody in the world that has a arla, mutur ba'areilim Yisrael. So the, the word is, and when we learn the dar, and we'll see, and Rashi brings it, it's listen to b'nei adam. When a person makes a nether, it's how people speak, the vernacular. So when a, no one ever calls another Jew an Aral, even if it's known in the world that this guy, all his brothers died from Mila and he doesn't have a Mila, nobody will call him an Aral. That's not how you call a Yid. You call a non-Yid an Aral, even when he has a Mila. So Memela, and it says, He's not allowed to benefit because he said, I'm not going to benefit from an Aral. So even if this Arab guy has a Milo, he can't benefit from him. 
And if he says, I'm not going to benefit from somebody that has a milah, he's permitted to benefit from a, from a guy that has a milah. So you see that it's not considered halakhtli a milah. Unbelievable. If a guy says, I'm not going to benefit from anybody that has a milah, that includes a 50-year-old who never got a milah, who's Jewish, because he's considered a yid, not an aral. He's considered a mole. In, in, the, in the vernacular, in the way we speak. Ella, so then what does Teshu Vesachar come to say? Tavaal. A guy, a ger, he's in the middle of the process of gerus, but he never went to the mikvah. He's in the middle. He did the hard part. He did the mila. He, the doctor says, wait a few days until it heals. Okay. So he's not an RL. The Pasuk says, he's not an RL. He doesn't have a... And he's trying to be a yid. He's not stopped doing it as a, as a minig, a nine years old, 15 years old. He's doing it because he wants to be a yid. That I need a pasuk that he's not allowed to eat carbon Pesach. Toysh of he's not permitted to eat carbon Pesach. And what else? Again, you have a baby that was born without foreskin. He doesn't need a mila. He's also not an arrow. No. He cannot eat carbon Pesach. Why? Because we have a machlaikis. Somebody is born with a bris mila, with a, in other words, without the foreskin, he already sort of has a bris. So you have to be mativ dam, right? Like Moshe Rabbeinu, you have to be mativ dam. You have to nick it and get a little blood out. Says Gemara. Now, why does Rebbe Lezer? Rebbe Lezer learns the Gzer Shava of Toshav Sachir. He holds the Omar Ger Shemal Veloy Tavaal Ger Malyu. He cannot learn from the words Toshav Asachar, this halacha that we just said of a Ger that just had Mila and no Tfila, because he holds Ger Shemal Veloy Tavaal Ger Malyu. I don't need a positive to say that he can't eat, because he could eat. Because of a cotton Kishinoilad Mol, Bris. A baby that's born with a bris doesn't have to do that. So I don't need a positive for him either. So those two words are extra. Memela, I, I use them, says Rebbe Leezer, for Xer Shava. But he, since he learns Tzayi Shavu and he doesn't learn like Rebbe Kiva, so what is he going to do with Rebbe Kiva's Pasuk of Ish? There's nothing to learn from it. That's how people talk. Ish, Ish, in those days. Ish, Ish. That's just the way that they wrote. That's the way they spoke. Unbelievable Sugi Rebbe Yisai. Shemaka Sugi, you can think to yourself, what would you say in this case? You have a baby that's two days old. So a baby that's two days old is usually not going to eat fruits and vegetables. I heard a story, my, sister, my, my daughter has a friend who was on a trip and got stuck without any food and water and the baby was screaming and screaming, she didn't know what to do. An infant, so she fed the baby a banana and the baby's in the hospital for weeks. The baby almost died from eating a banana. I don't know what that means exactly, I try to look it up. It's a terrible thing. So a baby can't eat fruit, but what you could do is take some oil of truma and anoint the baby, rub the baby down. The baby's two days old, but it's truma. If you have an arla, you can't eat truma. The problem is, not the problem, the question. Here's the question. Think about it. You have a baby that cannot have a bris yet. It's two days old. So do we punish it and say, uh, not punish, but is it considered a arl? Or is it considered someone who cannot have a bris yet? And therefore could eat truma, could use truma for sicha. What do you say? You don't like the shayla? What? Not an arl. For sure not. Well, you're wrong. For sure, yes. Not an arl. Here, here's a here's a big shaila. So let me ask you. Here's a gevaldika shaila. Here's a gevaldika shaila. So if if he's a, he's a arrow, listen to this. If he's a arrow, 
If he's a Arol, the halacha is if you have a son that's a Arol, you can't eat a carbon Pesach. So for anybody that had a baby boy, seven days, six days before Pesach, cannot eat a carbon Pesach according to you. He's not an Arol. Here we're going to have machloik yisachroinim in Tanoim. First, not the first time, but many times. Could you use truma for a baby who's not, a, not at the bris yet? Mm. I don't know if they won't let him in. They do it. I think it's more of a Kabbalistic thing, not because he's Okay, fine. It's before the Zman of the Mitzvah is a Makim. So it says in the Pasuk, let's take a look at it here at the Pasuk. It says, Oh, he fixed something. Yivaldik. Oh, that looks much better. First you do Mila, and then you could do a Shechita. It doesn't say anything about eating. But look what it says by Evan. In Pasuk Memdalet, that's Pasuk Memches, by the way. I didn't put the, the number. It's, it comes afterwards. But okay, Pasuk Memdal says, V'chol Evet Ish, I just did it in the order of the Gemara, V'chol Evet Ish, Mikinas Kesef, Umalta Oisai, Oz Yoichaboy. First do Mila on the Evet, then you could eat. So we have two things in green. We have, we have the Shechita and the Achila, the, the, the Asiya of the carbon Pesach, Shechting it and eating it. What happens if you, something happens in between? Let's say the baby wasn't available for bris before the shechita, but he became available after the shechita, but before the eating. You hear the shaila? No. Okay, so let's see inside. You have to do a bris milah for, for your sons before you do shechita. It seems like from the Pasuk that I could shech the carbon Pesach even if I have a slave that's not mole, as long as they don't eat the carbon Pesach before his mole. So 12 o'clock in the afternoon, chatzois, whatever it is, I go to the base, I make the sh- do shechita. But, ah, but I have three slaves at home that don't have a mila. Don't worry about it. At 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going to go do mila, and then I'm going to eat. Is that okay? It says in the Pasuk, it's okay. It says, don't eat it before. My baby doesn't say that. By a baby, you have to do the mila, for, the, the shechita before, uh, after they have mila. So the Gemara says, Let's mix it all up. Let's say they're all the same. Babies and Avadim are the same. Do not go to the Beis HaMikdash before you do a Mila. Don't do any Shechita. How do I know that that's the case? You see in the Pasuk in red, it says, Oz, Oz, Gzereshava between an Eved and a baby. Says the Gemara, what's the difference? I, there's a case where I went to the Beis HaMikdash I did Shechita I didn't even have a slave why? because I didn't own it on the way back I did Shechita on the way back somebody says hey by the way you want a good slave for Pesach do all the dishes fine I bought the slave now I have to do Mila on him because I did my carbon in the right time I did it okay I didn't have a slave then this is a riddle Rabbi Isai how is it possible that you have a baby that wasn't available for bris milah in the morning? So I shechted my carbon Pesach. He wasn't available. I don't have to wait for him to be available. Was it? Right after I shechted my carbon Pesach at 3 o'clock, all of a sudden my baby's available for bris milah. How is it possible? It's a riddle. There's five answers to that. 
A riddle. The, the simplest one is, he was sick. He was sick in the morning. You couldn't do it. He was just not available. And then he, he, he was healed. His fever went down. Boom. Different Tehrutim. Givaldiki One of them is, he was halfway born. His head came out, but his body was in. Let's see. It's a riddle. Again, how's it possible that you have a baby that he was not available for brismila? You couldn't do a brismila in the morning. You're supposed to do a bris first thing in the morning. Vesikin. Couldn't do it. He wasn't there. He wasn't available. A Eved, you could do that. I could buy a Eved in the afternoon. But I cannot buy a child in the afternoon. And he has to be born seven days earlier. The bris Sunday, yeah. Says the Gemara. So what does this teach me? So the Gemara wants a taina. So you see from here that when a baby's born, that even when the baby's born, he's considered an oral. That's what, so the baby was born after I did shechita. That's what we want to prove. You see from here that even when it's a one day old, one minute old, it turns into oral. So what's the case? Case number one is, I did shechita, then I found out my, the wife gave birth to a boy, and now I can't eat it. I did the shechita beheter, the achil is not better because now I have a, a, a one hour old baby who's oral. That's impossible. When you have the ability to give him a bris milah, then you have a problem not eating the carbon base. So it's impossible what you're saying, says Rova. So, so what's the case? Then we have to go back to the real. It's not a case that he was born then. Because the, the Torah wouldn't tell you you can't eat a carbon Pesach if you just had a baby that was born a minute ago. That's impossible. He was sick and he was healed. Says the Gemara of If that's the case, anytime a baby is born and he's healed, you start over, you give him seven more days. You don't do the bris meal right away. It's as if he was born at the moment that he was healed. So let's say it's Erev Pesach. He, my baby's sick. He's eight days old eh? and, he, and he's healed. You don't do the bris then. Seven days later. Oh, says Gemara. Says Gemara. You're right. He was healed seven days ago, and Zayinisan he was healed. And today is then. Oh, if so, so let him have a bris in the morning, like any bris. When a kid different. When a kid is born, you don't do meisleis. You just do the bris in the morning. When a kid is healed, new alacha. Mesla is 24 hours times seven. Oh, uh, says Gemara. Oh. Sponsored by Moshe Horn in honor of the gold star of Mati Donut. Sponsored anonymously in honor of, of Ellie for the countless lives he's changing. Yishkoyach Gadol. I'll just ask him maybe to change the wording a little bit. It's embarrassing. Okay. I did not write this. Uh, I don't know. Okay. But Yishkoyach. Akar Satayv. Yishkoyach. Batani Luda. One time in Chaz, he's a, he's a Chacham, says Rashi, Yoim Havra Asakim, Yvaldai, they're the same. Why, why are you changing? Why are you saying when he's, when he's healthy, when he becomes healthy, then you do Meisleis? Why? It's like Yvaldai, like, the, like he's, when he's born, you do it in the morning. You see that you don't need to wait 24 hours. Not true, it's different. So then, why does it say that you need seven days? The pshat is, you need to wait into the eighth day. That when you wait seven me'es le'es, that's, that's already into the eighth day. So you're good. 
Yeah? Seven times 24, you're into the eighth day, and that's when you do the bris. I have another reason. If a, a kid has some sort of uh, infection in the eye, you don't want to give him a bris milah because the two things will compound the problem. It's very dangerous for him. But when he heals, whatever it is, that infection, whatever it hurts him, then you can do the bris immediately. Then you don't say, let's wait seven days because it's a minor ailment. If it's a fever, then you have to wait seven days. But a small thing like an eye ache, then you don't wait. And he became healthy after the shechita of the carbon Pesach, but before the achila. And that's why I need a special azaz to tell me that he has to, he has to make sure to do bris milah before he eats the carbon Pesach. His father and mother were in jail. Why were they in jail? Because Abaya put them in jail yesterday's daf. You remember? This is a joke. Okay, nobody remembers, so it wasn't so funny. Okay. <laughs> Post edit, a, la- a big laugh. Okay. <laughs> now, the father and mother in jail. Father and mother in jail. And then they come out of jail. So first of all, they sent the shliach to do the carbon Pesach. Okay. Then they, they come out of jail. Now they have a baby. They can't eat the carbon Pesach. It was shechted perfectly. But they can't eat it. Why? Because now they, the baby just became available to them. Who is mechoyiv to do a mila on a baby? Says Rashi. He doesn't say it. He says it in the words. Mutelas aleim. The chiyuv is mutel on the father and the mother. But we know that not to be so accurate. The, the chiyuv is on the father, not on the mother. So why does Rashi say that the chiv is on the mother? So the marshal says a beautiful thing here. He says Rashi means to say that because there's no, there's no chiv on the mother to do mila. But Rashi is saying since there's no mila on the baby, it's ma'akiv the mother from eating a carbon Pesach. She cannot eat the carbon Pesach. This halacha of not eating a carbon Pesach when you have a kid that doesn't have a mila applies to the mother also. And then Mela, she's mutl, the chiyuv of, of Mela's on her, so that she can eat the carbon Pesach. It's the Gemara from the Marshal. Says the Gemara, Rav Kahana brother, Rav Nechem Yomar, Kigoin, Tumtum, Shinikra. Again, we have a kid that we don't know if he's a Zachar and a Kevi, he has skin covering the whole area. So Mela, the father's not mechuyiv. You don't have to, you have to bring a professional, do a surgery, whatever it is. So he, but you, you can't prevent him from bringing carbon Pesach because it's not his fault. It's like he's in jail. The kid's in jail. And then all of a sudden the surgeon came to perform the surgery. Now you know he's a Zohar. Now you know he's a Zohar. You have a carbon Pesach that's shechted, but he can't eat it because of the psukim that we had. He was semi-born. His head came out. When? On Zionism. And the Mela, again, the same idea. His bris is covered. His bris is inside the mother. So mainly he cannot Performer brismila, it's not his fault. So he went to the base of Midrash and he shechted a carbon Pesach. It was legal. He comes home, he says, Mazel Tov, he came out completely. Oh, but now I have to perform a brismila right now today. You know why? Because his head came out seven days ago. He was really born seven days ago. This such a Mitzvah. Says Gemara Michai, how could a baby like that live? When the Gemara is describing how beautiful childbirth is, every step of the way, mamish every step of the way. Think about it. The baby's in the stomach. How does it live? How does it breathe? It nourishes through the navel. This millisecond he comes out, that closes up, and he starts breathing and eating from his mouth and from his nose. It's unbelievable. It's, it, it happens in a millisecond. 
Whatever was open closes, and whatever is closed opens. Shilmoli can I guess, hey, his mouth is open and he's, he's drinking all that fluid, but Shilmoli can If his mouth was was closed and his nose and everything, he would die from not breathing. So Mela, how does this baby live? The moment his head came out, he should stop. Everything should stop. He has to eat. He can't nourish from his navel, from the cord, because that closes off because his head is out. So what happened exactly? How's he, li- how's he alive? There's a concept from extreme heat, from fever. The, the body goes into a certain mode and it starts... It, it, Whatever. I don't know exactly how it works scientifically, but it starts burning the fat. and It could live off just extreme heat from fever. By the way, again, I don't know how many days, but they say uh, drowning victims have something similar. Not like that, but their whole body shuts down. They can live, not halavai every drowning victim, but there is a concept that people in cold water could survive many, many hours underwater. The, the body shuts down. Look it up. We just established on Amad Aleph that if a baby has fever and he recovers from the fever, you have to give him an extra seven days. So he wouldn't have a bris that day anyway. The mother got sick. She had fever. Her extreme heat kept him alive without food. This is all, when does he die and everything? When he doesn't cry. You could say your own drushes here, how crying to the Rebbeinah Shalom keeps you alive, da, 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 the whole thing, but being, being, crying keeps the baby alive, and we're talking about a baby, I, I, didn't, I didn't have a chance to look it up. Don't leave now, trust me, you want to stick around for the next three minutes. The, they say a mice about Rebbe Doiv Yafe. Rebbe Yafe was just sniffed, what, a year ago? We have was a tremendous tzaddik from uh, Kfar Hasidim. They, he went to Dintari with his wife. His wife, he wanted, he said, I need to stay up at night with the baby. And she said, I want to stay up with it. It sounds like a bum mice, you know? <laughs> so they went to Dintari the dying paskin. You stay up one night, and you stay up one night. And they said that every night that Rabdoi Vyafa was up, the baby never cried. That's it. Maisa Shaya. Says the Gemara, Omar, Oh, I have a Azor thing here. Azor is if you have Tumah, you touch a corpse, you touch a body, your tummy for seven days. Part of the process is you have to get sprinkled with the Paraduma water. You dip it in. I once did it and I hit, I was trying to hit Noam and I hit Rabbi Schoenberg right in the face. So we're not going to use water now. Remember that? Yeah. Fine. And he didn't say anything. Just went like this. Okay. Oro Mikabal Azor. What about somebody that's Aro? Could he do Azah and then later on to do Bris Mila, he'll say, oh, I'm Tar. Check out this uh, chart over here. We have like this. The 10th day, Yeshua brought Klai Yisrael into Eretz Yisrael. That was on the 10th. They only had a Bris on the 11th. And then they brought a Karim Pesach on the 14th. So from the time they had a Bris till they brought a Karim Pesach, three, four days. So, when did they do Azah? They're all Tameh. They're burying. How many people died in the Midbar? Everybody died in the Midbar. So they're all Tameh. So how could they bring a current Pesach when they're Tameh? So obviously, they did Hazah before the 10th. Off the chart somewhere. And the 7th. Because it takes 7 days. 
to be to do azal. It's a it's a seven day it's a seven day process. You do you go into the mikvah after bris. That we're trying to prove that somebody that doesn't have uh, when did they do it before the bris? So it's alright. The, the RL could do this. That's what we're trying to prove. Could the RL use the paraduma water? Because it's only three days. It takes seven days. You, you, three days later, you do one. Four days after that, you do another spritzing. Great. So tomorrow, wow, we're running out of time. You can still leave the thing on. Ten, so it's ten. The tenth, they didn't do the bris because they were weak. So when they did the azal, it's a proof that they did when they're arelim. Maybe that year they didn't do. Who told you that on the fourteenth they did a current pesach? This is Mufurj in the Pasuk. The Ritva explains, okay, it says Mufurj in the Pasuk. So who, why do you think differently? Maybe it's talking about other people in Klai that did have a bris. We have a concept of So all of Klai Yisrael and the Chavar Kedisha, so that year you could do a carbon Pesach when you're talking about, you don't have to go to the Mikvah. It says Mufurish that they went to the Mikvah and then they brought a carbon Pesach. There's two mitzvahs Rabbi Yisai in Mila. And I'm going to show you what I mean. Mamash. There's the mitzvah of Mila, which is to remove the foreskin. That's the thick skin on the top. But then there's a thinner skin, a membrane underneath that you must remove, not cut it off. You cut it and it opens up. And that's called Priya. Those two, if you do one without the other, you just cut the foreskin and you don't cut the, you don't do Priya, you're not Yoytze Mila. And Avram Avinu didn't do it. So I want to show you real quickly while I sit up here. I want to show you a Bris Mila Mamish. Here, I'm going to play this, put some volume. Meanwhile, Leibi's going to help me out over here. I got to, here, just, I want to show you what I did. This was when I was giving shear during COVID and Shabbos, Daf, Kuflam, and Gimel in my house. Mamish and Nebuch. I don't know how we did it then. But I did a demonstration. Today we're going to outdo that demonstration by a lot. Hold on. Here we go. Here. We have uh, a peanut. Because I didn't understand what this was when I first uh, learned this. I want to share with you what I found. So we're going to do a little bris. It's the wrong bracha, by the way. Okay, hold on. So now I'm going to remove the Arla. Oh, 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 it's not working out so well. Oh, okay. Fine. This Rabbi Yisai is called the Atara. I don't know if you can see. Inside, and in English, it's called Corona. Believe it or not, it's called Corona. I'm not joking. Now, on the Atara, there's a very, very thin layer of skin. This has nothing to do with the foreskin that we take off, that everybody's familiar with. You see this red thing? That's the foreskin. So the mile goes like this. With his fingers, with his sharp nail, he removes the atara. Uh, uh, he removes this foreskin. This, it's also called arla. But this is the priya. That's what priya is. He takes off and now he exposes the atara completely. Fine. That's it. Okay. Rabbi Isai, here we go. You ready? I gotta shut that off. Okay. Who's volunteering? Rabbi Sai. This is the gid. 
This is the bris. This you don't want to touch. If the knife nicks this, then this kid can never get married again in his life. There was mysis of unfortunate when the mail, there was a story I just heard, the mail was drunk. Instead of cutting the right side of the guard, he cut the left side and the kid, the, the suing the, the, the mail, he can never get married to Likahal. So this is going to be the, the Priya. This is the thin layer right over here. And now, uh, do this for a second. This is the thicker. I know, no litzon is bamis. This is for tire reasons. I'm doing this to shame Shemai and bamis. I'm not kidding. Okay. I made a line here. This is the Torah. This is the ridge. And everything that goes down here, tapers down, that's that Torah. And this is the loose foreskin that we have to cut off. So what they do is, they take this, sterile. Here, maybe. Oh. I have to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What I have to do now is cut this part, this, and not touch this. That's why I have a guard here. So here goes. I hope it's. I tried this before, and it's very, very, very difficult because. Um, this doesn't cut well, but let's try it now. The baby's crying. Baby's screaming. Look at this. Take a very long time. Very good, very good. Very good. Is that your finger? Or what's going on over there? So, oh, it's, it's a, I forgot to put on a glove over here. It's not volume. It hurts, it hurts. I'm just controlling myself because we're on. Fine. So now you take this off. Wow, this is disgusting. <laughs> Fine. Now, <laughs> there's uh, this. Maybe we'll use this for a second. Ow, that hurt. So now I have to take my my sharp nail and this is the this is the this is where i have to do priya that i got rid of already and we're gonna expose the gid like this down and that's it that's so he brings it down now if any of this where's that bloody mess if any of this skin remains above that black line that's what we're going to discuss it ruins not any if there's a little bit the, the, the shear we'll learn tomorrow if any of this remains, then it is 100% not a good Mila, Raboisai. Have a wonderful day. Until now, they wanted you to be a sandal. From now on, they're going to want you to be a mile. That's it, you just graduated.